can Alabama turn the tide and come around to its old self during the tournament time? Locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, another day, another loss for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And I say that kind of facetiously because it feels like the last four games have been losses because Alabama has gotten down double digits several times, uh, mostly in the first half. This time they got down double digits to Texas A&M. They start out super slow, and they can't get it turned around. But, hey. Thanks, everybody, for making us your first listen and letting us depress you right here at the very beginning. <laughs> Not too depressing, really. I mean, I, I, I think, did I see that AM was 27 of 28 at the free throw line? Yes, you did. Well, first of all, you're not going to beat anybody that shoots that many free throws. And secondly, they made 27 of them. And if you'd have told me before the game, they were 27 of 28 at, free, at the free throw line, and we had yet another cold shooting game from the outside i'd have said boy that got ugly yet with one minute left we still had a chance to win the game so i think it's a good sign that despite everything going against you they still almost found a way but this is completely clear loop um the postseason starts now and you're playing all good teams as a matter of fact the worst team alabama's likely to play and I'm, I'm probably counting the first round of the NCAA tournament, probably. The worst team Alabama's going to play from here on out is, is likely Mississippi State or Florida on Friday. That's the worst team. And you know what? They're good. They're good. If you don't play well, you could lose to either one of those teams. So, and since you're only playing good teams from here on out, look, Al- Alabama's got to shoot the ball better. I mean, that's been the problem. Uh, I think it's four or five games in a row. The numbers are just pretty bad in terms of shooting the three-point shot. Now, we know that's not who this team is. We know that they're highly capable. We know that several guys can go off and just fix this. And 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 I believe that's what's going to happen. I really do. But in terms of, like, why was South Carolina close? Why was Auburn close? Why was Arkansas close? Why did you lose to A&M? Shooting, 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 shooting. Uh, because the effort is there. The effort was there against A&M. I, I, I think our guys should be lauded for, hey, you're not playing for a thing. I mean, the SEC is over. You're probably a number one seed, no matter what. In other words, the urgency to win the game was sort of self-created. And they still, despite a tough environment and despite everything going against them, they still found a way to put themselves in a position to maybe win the game. So I think there's a lot of good to be taken from it. But let's be. I mean, it, it all gets back to this, Luke. They've got to shoot the ball better or the postseason's going to end sooner than we would like to see. Um, There's no doubt about that. And, boy, I don't know if a team's ever needed a rest like this team needs a rest. I I don't even think it's because of any kind of nicks or scratches or minor injuries or anything like that. That's usually when you talk about a rest, that's what you're talking about. I feel like Rylan Griffin's hit a wall. We talked about Noah Clowney hitting one early in the year. He just hit his a little bit earlier. Everybody mentions the freshman wall. Now, Brandon Miller – hadn't really hit one because Brandon Miller's a unicorn. He's different. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's just different. Um, Burnett, though not a freshman, still 
Um, this is the first year where I would say he's been depended on by a team, either at Texas Tech or Alabama, because last year at Alabama he was hurt. Um, I would say he's hit a bit of a wall. He he had some – boy, he had some wide-open looks yesterday that just wouldn't drop. Bradley has definitely hit a wall. Um, so I think all those guys need to take a step back. You know, I'm hoping – again, I'm not going to pretend like I, I can – handle the psychology of, of uh, this team and dealing with the psychology of a team when I'm a coach. But my first thought was, I hope Nate Oates gives these guys like two days off says, here's the deal. Y'all go to um, y'all go do whatever you're going to do. <laughs> don't do anything crazy. Don't get out on the strip. Don't do anything nuts. Let's, I mean, don't make me say what y'all can't do. Y'all know what you can't do now. You're under a microscope, but relax. Get, go chill out a little bit. Take your girlfriend to the movies. Um, the the days are going to be beautiful. Go to the Alabama baseball game. Do do something that just gets your mind off basketball for a minute. Um, and then Monday, we'll all come back and we'll get ready for the SEC tournament I, or Sunday afternoon. You know, I, I, Monday's better. Let's do Monday. That cool with you, Nate? Okay, let's do that. Um, so Monday um, – you know, everybody come back and be ready to rock. And you play Mississippi State or Florida. Look, it turns out, as my son, who's having his birthday, is calling me. Um, Happy birthday, Luke's son. Little little Walker's turning 13, and I just declined a call from him. That's how committed I am to y'all. Um, but uh, we got the best draw we could get, if you ask me, on the, in the SEC tournament. That, that, is, that is a good thing. Uh, because I really didn't want to play Arkansas or Auburn in the first round. Not that I don't think we can beat them. We swept both those teams. But they're going to be playing their butts off, and we have to be in the right mental state to beat them. So I think we can beat Florida without Castleton with relative ease. Mississippi State, we also swept, and I don't think they have our talent. So I think that's good. And then we play probably either Tennessee or Missouri. I think we can beat both of those teams. Tennessee has got a major injury they're dealing with in Ziegler. And um, I just don't think Missouri is as good as we are. So I think we can, we got a nice little walk, not a walk, but a, it's not an arduous task. It's not Herculean to get through this side of our bracket. One other thing I want to throw out there, I guess two more things uh, before we take this first break and keep talking some basketball. Mark Sears, I don't know what's going on here, but like it feels like he's hit a wall and he shouldn't be hitting a wall, but he had a, he had a couple of plays yesterday that were just head scratchers. And again, it doesn't matter in the grand scheme. We were already SEC uh, champions. It, it, this this loss wasn't a big deal at all. We talked about that. You and I both thought Texas A&M would blow us out, and for a while we seemed prophetic. Um, but but Sears had a pass at the end of the game yesterday that was just, I mean, elementary level. And um, it really it didn't cost us the game necessarily because we were down two when we had it, but it dang sure didn't help. And um, – so I want to ask you, Jimmy, though. Sometimes I'm not even drunk and I just knock a beer bottle over that's on the table by accident. Yeah. That's kind of what Sears did. I mean, I wasn't even, not even drunk. I'm just, you know, you, you knock a glass over on the table. You, I mean, we've all done this. That's what he did. Is this your way of admitting you just knocked a glass off the table so that your wife can hear you in the background? <laughs> um, but what's your concern level for this team? Because I'll, I'll tell you mine. Mine is about a, if it's one out of 10, I'm going to say I'm at a three and a half. I'm not super concerned. I'm not super concerned, but here's what concerns me is we're two losses away from a disastrous postseason. 
two losses. You lose on Friday to Mississippi State or Florida, and then you're a, a, a one or maybe even a two seed at that point, and then you lose in the first round of the NCAA tournament, and the whole whole season's over. And if that happened, if that happened, what are we going to blame this on? I think we're going to blame it on the off-court incident just and, and that, that since the hearing in which Brandon became public enemy number one to everyone except who knows the facts. Um, I, I, I worry. That's what I don't want, Luke. I don't want there to be some level of disaster that leads to the entire basketball offseason being about how we were going to win the national championship and then that thing happened, you know, uh, and, and not diminishing it in any way. The thing was actually in January, which was a horrible horrible tragedy and still is uh, the thing I'm referring to is when at the preliminary here and not even a preliminary hearing the show cause hearing uh, the probable cause hearing is the actual legal term for it. the probable cause hearing that's the thing I'm talking about because that's when this tragic situation became a lot more of a national dialogue and why is that because in January when it happened, it was a, a backup player that not many people knew about that was involved. And then in the probable cause hearing, it became the, the superstar of college basketball involved. So I, I hope, Luke, that we're not talking about that all offseason. My, my hope is, as I'm sure yours is, this is a shooting slump and they're going to snap out of it any second. And sometimes instead of knocking a bottle over, you just keep the mute button pressed. God almighty, I don't know why I can't do this. I Come on, Mark Sears. Come on, Mark Sears. You're better than this. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I owe Mark Sears an apology. Like, <laughs> like I shouldn't be hitting a podcasting wall, but I am because I can't hit this GD mute button. All right. Let me tell everybody about Built Bar. Built Bar, these are absolutely delicious, nutritious, scrump delicious. I'm going to Lifetime right after this. As you can see, clearly, I haven't showered. So I will be going to Lifetime. I'll be working out. And then I'm going to grab me a life uh, uh, a built bar for lunch. Now you could get it at Walmart. You could get it at Sam's Club. You could get it at Amazon. You could get it at built.com. You can get it at all those places. That's what makes them awesome. And they got flavors like peanut butter brownie and churro, uh, coconut almond. They got everything you want. And Jimmy and I have tried just about all their flavors, and they're all delicious. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's what makes them unbeatable. But they've only got like a few grams of, of sugar and a and they're like loaded with protein. So this is all great stuff. Go check out built.com, built.com, or go to Amazon, go to your local Walmart, go to your local Sam's Club, go to your local Lifetime Fitness. They'll get you a Built Bar. It will sassify you. That's right. I said it, sassify you. Go get it, built.com. Also, want you to check out Locked On College Basketball. They're going to be talking all this week about all the various, you know, seeding potentials and all these things. <clears throat> Jimmy, as you know, I was calling my voice is losing. I've hit a wall. My, I've hit a wall. Hit a wall. Dude, <laughs> I think I literally hit a wall. At my age, it's hitting a wall. When you hit a wall, like people need to check on you. Um, but I called a bunch of games for the AHSA radio network again yesterday. Got to call Caleb Holt again. For those who don't know, I talked about him uh, in a previous podcast. He is a freshman, meaning ninth grade player for the Buckhorn Bucks out of the Huntsville area, and they beat Mountain Brook. Now you say, well, oh, what's the big deal? If you're unfamiliar with basketball in Alabama, Mountain Brook has been 
probably the dominant force in basketball. Maybe Hazel Green Girls, you could argue, sure. Um, but they're at least in the same conversation. Mountain Brook was going for their seventh state title since 2013. Some of those in 7A, some of them in 6A. Um, unbelievable. They got a kid named Ty Davis who <clears throat> he's the coach's son. I would be happy if he were on Alabama's team eventually. He's only a junior. Um, he's a boy. You hate to be so cliche about it, but he's kind of a coach's dream. You know, he, he knows the plays. He, he knows how to get what the team needs. He's a floor general. He's like another coach out there on the floor, you know, brings his hard hat, all those cliches everybody hates to use. Well, he's all those, and he's got deep range. I think he could be good in Alabama's system. I mean, is he quick enough? That may be debatable, but he was able to drive to the bucket several times against guys more athletic than him uh, who played for Buckhorn. But and, and Ty Davis did make the all-tournament team rightfully so, and he should have. But the story is this ninth-grade freshman, who I talked about the other day, he had 33 points and 14 rebounds in the semifinals. Then in the championship game, 32 points and 18 rebounds. He also uh, was undercut a couple of times, and I, you know, I'm not going to say it was dirty, but it just – happened um and he landed on his backside once on, on a dunk attempt and um he had to go out for about i'm gonna say three to four minutes of game time now in high school basketball that's kind of a big deal because the quarters are only eight minutes so he had 32 points 18 rebounds i believe it was five steals i can't remember off the top of my head but i mean something crazy a couple of blocks uh, a few assists he's a do everything i it was unanimous at Legacy Arena that everybody said this is the best ninth grader we've ever seen, and he was the best player at the tournament this year. Now, this tournament also featured Chase McCarty out of the Huntsville area. His team ended up losing the state championship to Jacksonville. It also featured a kid named Jacoby Hill out of Central Phoenix City, a sophomore who went off for over 30 points in his two games. They lost in the state championship game to Hoover, but he was amazing. Alabama just offered him. So a lot to digest there. And we won't get into it, Jimmy, because our, and Celine London, um, and uh, not Antonio London's son, Tariq London's son, <clears throat> he plays for Hoover. He had a big game. He was on, he was the uh, MVP of uh, the seven A championship game. So I mean, yeah, he's a big deal too. Lots and lots of talent in the state of Alabama. Um, you won't have to recruit very far. I mean, I know Alabama just got a commitment from Chris Parker out of Florida. Wonderful kid. He's for next year. But these kids I'm talking about are for a little bit down the road. And I don't know if they're going to repeal this one and done thing. I assume they will for the NBA. And then we won't have to worry about Caleb Holt. He'll be in the NBA, but Alabama needs to be selling out and uh, building their coffers for whatever NIL thing this kid wants, because he's unbelievable. That's awesome. It's always fun when, I mean, let's be, I mean, Nate, Nate has changed our program to where Alabama can recruit nationally better than ever before, but there is no question that it's easier for Alabama to sign a five-star that's local. There's no question that's true. So, uh, and Alabama has a history of signing five-star type talent from the Huntsville area, from John Petty, uh, Trevor Lacey, Marvin Stone, uh, you know, several guys like that over the years. And uh, hopefully Caleb Holt's one of those guys. Yeah, the NBA is likely to repeal one and done when that happens. That means NBA players can go back to drafting high school players if they choose to do so. My hope, my hope, Luke, my hope is that there's some sort of collective effort on the part of NBA teams to say, can we just only take the LeBrons and not lives of some developmental kids that really need the college game? 
before they play pro basketball. I mean, that to me was the biggest issue before years and years ago when high school players were being drafted by the NBA. Yes, you had your occasional Kobe. But in my mind, they drafted too many high school players and, and half of them just couldn't handle mentally being 18-year-old multi-gazillionaire professional athletes and they just sort of flamed out and, and their careers were ruined. They would have been much better served going to college for, for two or three years. Uh, yeah, and I don't know how you figure that out, though. I mean, I guess all you can do is suggest to them, kind of like the NFL does, like, we don't think you'll be in the first round or whatever. Um, I guess you can suggest to them, like, hey, yeah, yeah, we know all about Kobe Bryant. You look more like Toby Johnson, who uh, is is just a regular dude. I got an idea. Basketball. They'll never agree to it. The NBA teams will never agree to it, but you know what you could do? You could say, okay, uh, I think there's – is there NBA 13, 14? 15, I forget, however many people are on NBA roster. I don't even know off the top of my head. I think off the top of my head it is something like 14 guys. Okay. Uh, 14-man rosters. If you draft a high school player and he doesn't remain on your on on an active NBA roster for three years, you lose a roster spot. Jesus, Jimmy. How about that? <laughs> I do, Don't become a judge. God. How about that? I mean – I just didn't. I just don't like the idea of the it's NBA ruining, ruining kids. I mean, because they did they, for for every because everybody always going to remember. Oh, look at LeBron. Look at Kobe. That's because you can't name the kids they ruined. I know. I know. Well, they, I mean, to be fair, again, I guess it's all about perspective, right? Did they ruin them, or did did their parents and their advisors ruin them, or did they ruin themselves? Because I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm not going to get into this. I'm, I'm not. But I had somebody send me a picture yesterday, and it was from a recruiting visit. I'm not going to say where. I'm not going to say who. I'm not going to say anything. And the recruiting visit showed some of the parents and the player, they were all shooting birds at the camera. And this is a recruiting picture that they posted on their own social media. It wasn't like other people were posting this. They were literally flipping off the camera as if to say, you know, Go to heck, world. And some people may think that's awesome and it's like, hey, show, you know, fight the power or, or resistance or whatever. I just think it shows lack of maturity. And so my point is, if the parents are doing that with the children, what chance does the child have? And that's not anybody else's fault, but just the right. upbringing. And that's so why I can't, that's why I can't put it all on them because I, there's too many examples of poor guidance that the, the, the kids get and, and they don't all get it but some of them get very poor guidance but you at the same time see I, I get it both ways like if you're LeBron and you've been you know told by Sports Illustrated since you were about 14 okay you're a dude you're just the dude I'll tell you what I got told the other day you remember Eric Dampier for Mississippi uh, State well. sure yeah he was a dude and he stayed in the yep. NBA for about 58 years and um, he's got apparently two sons, and one of them, I don't know if he's in seventh grade, sixth grade, something like that. He's a monster, and he's he's like huge, and he's got this long reach, and he's he's dunking in seventh grade. I think it is seventh grade. He's dunking, and he's like playing point guard at six seven or something crazy. He's a thing. He's he will he's a perfect example of he could be a one and done. Now this is all just stuff I'm hearing. I have, I have not seen the kid play, but I'm just, just right. hear me out. And I'm doing nothing but complimenting the kid, by the way. I want that to be known because I don't want Eric Dampier to kill me. Um, but 
my, my point is, if this kid is that good, as good as my friend says he is, and, and he comes from, you know, and the Dampiers are good people. I, I do know that much. They're good people. Um, Because, you know, they're in Mississippi and they're doing their thing. Who's to say that kid can't – why can't he go straight to the NBA? He should be able – and I know what you're saying. Well, that's where the NBA – but, but, I mean, they're going to be – yeah, to, to me, it's not about LeBron or this kid who sounds like he could be that level. It's just – I remember going to see a high school – I'll just say it's Kennedy Winston. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a football guy, not a basketball guy, but Kennedy was from my hometown and heard about him forever and finally didn't get a chance to go see him play until he was a se- – it was a senior – He's either a junior or a senior in the state tournament down in the regional games at the Mitchell Center in Mobile. And I remember going, sitting with one of my buddies who's in the Alabama media, and uh, I, I and all I could hear was the the whisper in Mobile that that man, if they didn't uh, require kids to go to, I mean, this guy, this kid should be going straight to the NBA. He should go straight to the NBA. And I've seen highlight clips, and the highlight clips, I'm like, wow, he's something else. He's a real five star. And then I see him play a game, and, and and as little as I know, I watch him play a high school basketball game, and I'm like, the NBA would eat him alive. That he he's not an NBA player, not yet. He might become one, but that guy's not an NBA player. And he was getting pushed to the NBA, and as we know, he was a five star type prospect. Well, then after three years at Alabama, he was really good. He was a good college basketball player, but he didn't even get drafted after three years of college, and. I'm afraid that that always haunts me is this is the type of advice that some of these kids are getting because, you know, again, uh, that, that's just one example. And, and, and he was a good college basketball guys like him that, and all the talk and the push that they get that why I, I will dislike the NBA for doing this. I'm not a big fan of one and done either, but what I want to do is, is, is illegal and it will never happen. <laughs> I, I think every kid should go to college and they should be there for four years. That's right. what I think. And, and, right, let's and take a break. It's because it would serve them. It would serve the kid. I, it would serve I, the kid. I hear and, you, but that's not happening. So I know it's uh, not happening. I know it's not happening. It's illegal, probably, but that's what's best for the majority of kids. Does that rule screw LeBron? Yeah, it does. And it saves. 30 other kids, if not 50 oh, other kids. No, no, no 10,000 other kids, not 30, 10,000. That's right. Um, All but, the focus goes on the name. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, uh, Jimmy, I, I want you to give some recruiting news from the weekend. I know it was a big weekend for Alabama on the football side. So we'll take a break, come back, talk about it. And we're back. So, Jimmy, uh, football this past weekend, there was uh, a lot of recruiting visitors. Uh, what you got for us? A ton of visitors, and it went really well. A great story on BAM Insider by Joseph Hastings on a Sunday morning. Uh, the, the article I liked the most, uh, that all the work that Hastings and, and did over the weekend and Andrew Bone, and we had great coverage of it at BAM Insider. What I enjoyed was uh, how the recruits talked up the new coaches. They were asked specifically in the interview, um, you know, what, what did they think about Robert Bala? What did they think about Kevin Steele? What did they think about Tommy Reese? And uh, – the quotes were glowing. I mean, none of these kids in interviews are, you know, I know some cynics are going to say, well, what do you think they're going to say? Well, you have to read between the lines. And the fact that matters when you ask a kid about a coach, he might give the, the, the general platitude, the general, oh, I liked him. He's great. 
that what that means is they didn't think much of him, right? <laughs> I mean, because they're not going to say publicly, "I didn't like that guy." I mean, you, you know that you're not you're never going to read that. But when it's over the top, when it's glowing, when it's a well, they didn't have to say that. That's when you know it's it's it, it's heartfelt and it's real. And, and it was nothing but over the top comments regarding the new coaches at Alabama. And that was exciting to see a lot of in-state guys this weekend, a lot of in-state guys getting offers. I don't mean forever to harp on my, my, my hometown, but uh, they, they, uh, another 10th grader from Sarah Land was offered. Uh, and we, we've been, me and Luke have been talking about that 10th grade class at Sarah Land for a long time, well back into, into the, the season, as far back as September, October. We're talking about Ryan Williams. Now look, he's committed to Alabama. We're talking about KJ Lacey, who's now a national elite quarterback prospect being recruited by Alabama. Alabama offered Antonio Coleman this weekend, uh, who's in the same class as Lacey and Williams. He's a defensive tackle, 6'2", 265 in the 10th grade. He's already got multiple SEC offers, Alabama jumping in the mix uh, this weekend. Uh, a lot of young players, a lot of good players. Uh, the nation's number one player was visiting this weekend. Hadn't, hadn't been able to track him down yet for an interview. McKinley, uh, a big, big-time kid from Louisiana, five-star junior making his first trip defensive lineman. He, he loved it. I mean, it, it, by all accounts, it went great. Uh, pictures all over the internet. Uh, Trent Seaborn, the eighth grade quarterback from Thompson. He was there this weekend. Saw a great picture of him with Jalen Milrow and Tommy Reese. Uh, boy, what a great, and the weather in Tuscaloosa this weekend has been unbelievable. Uh, just beautiful days, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, picture perfect for recruiting for sure. All right, I was muted. <laughs> Again. I'm just, Two in one show. I was trying to talk. I mean, I, yeah. <laughs> one day, wouldn't that be something if like one day I just we just did a YouTube video and it's just me it's muted. You, it's you muted. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, I would enjoy hold up cards. Could you hold up cards like a Taylor Swift music video? <laughs> That's what I might do. That is pretty good. Um, all right. That's gonna do it for today's podcast. We will be back tomorrow. Um, getting ready for, you know, the SEC tournament, getting ready for the NCAA tournament. I'm going to the SEC tournament. I'm going to take three of wow. my children. Yeah, um, two of my kids from Ohio and my son from Arizona State is going to meet us in Nashville. So I'm looking is the 13-year-old going to agree to go after you uh, ghosted him a few minutes ago? Yeah, yeah. I still go, think he will go. agree to go because he, he, what's he going to do? Like, I'll, I'll just go on my own dime. <laughs> you have no dimes. You spend all your dimes on Minecraft crap. So, um, yeah. Uh, that's that's what kids spend their dimes on, apparently, these days. Anyway. See, when I was that age, I invested in baseball cards. How'd that turn out? Probably good in the sense, uh, I mean, it's a long story. I've still got them. I've still got them. And uh, I, 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 I think my collection would be, not, it's not crazy, but it's it would be several thousand dollars. But you wish you had that money back. No, 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 no. I'm sure. I'm sure. I've made. I haven't made money because I haven't sold them. Is what I'm saying. I bought. You know, I'm not. You do understand. I'm not having a real conversation with you. I'm just trying to end this segment somehow. <laughs> and like you're really telling me the story. Oh, I, I want you. To... I got a six. I got a sixty-five Mickey Mantle somewhere. It's there you go. Okay. You could have said that. Now, Luke, Luke, I made a million dollars. I sold a Mickey when I made That's awesome. All right, Jimmy, we'll see you next time. You actually started going into your other crap, and now we've yeah. gone another 38 seconds. That's <laughs> me. He's going to come people too. That's why people tune in. Huh? 
they, they're hoping for us to talk about. Do you think these guys are baseball cards? They know I have comic books. I know you have comic books. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. We'll talk tomorrow. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.